Hey everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of Canadian Gamers. We're gonna do Steven's Gaming History Part 2, and it's going to be glorious. In fact, you will probably be singing songs about this one day because of how amazing this is gonna be. <laughs> Are you prepared? I am very prepared. I, I love the song, the singing part. I would, it would be very awesome. And in 15 years, I, I walk down the street and I see someone singing about this very podcast. Now I hope it happens. If it doesn't, I'll kind of, I kind of feel like my life will be pointless. It's going to happen. I assure you, there will be songs of this, this glorious event. So last time, for those that don't know, Stephen talked uh, a, a little bit, uh, like an hour and an hour and a half about his gaming history. And it was very interesting, especially if you compare it with mine, because he's, he's, he comes from a different generation, right? And so he talked a lot, though, interestingly enough, about the NES and the SNES and like those generations. And it, it kind of ended like Empire Strikes Back. And this is for you songwriters out there. So keep <laughs> note of this. Because it ended on like a on a downer where you really weren't into the N64 and the PlayStation 1. Like that generation, you seem to just not connect, right? Correct. Okay. So what happened next? Like take us on this journey because I know that pretty soon you had the, the greatest thing that ever happened to you in your life when I entered your life. And that's coming up very soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even uh, during the N64 and PlayStation 1 era, I was basically playing my Game Boy Color and then my Game Boy Advance. I believe the Game Boy Advance came out when 2001, just before the GameCube, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, those, I was playing that. I was playing Pokemon left and right. I was just doing those things. And then, I'm not sure if, Insider, insider forums was a thing before the GameCube or after the GameCube. I, th this is where I'll need your uh, super important Omega memory because I'm not super certain about that because this is where I met you, but I'm not sure if the GameCube was out yet. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't think... Because is there any trace left of the insider insider yeah. forums, yeah, there are. So the insider forums um, officially launched November twenty fourth, two thousand three, and the basically <clears throat> before that, if you don't know this, there was there was something called the Hyrule Town Square, which was like a bulletin board type of thing, and um, it, it was launched on April seventh of that same year, and then they migrated all of us over to the insider forums okay uh so when did the gamecube launch Let's in 20 2002 i believe so it would oh no whoa okay wow man it's that was still in the day when japan got it like a year earlier yeah wow but yeah you're right it was 2000 uh, so basically it launched november 18th uh actually no okay so it launched September 14th, 2001 in Japan, and then November 18th, 2001 in okay, so uh, North America. So 2001, yeah, okay. So uh, I guess we can start with that then since yeah. uh, that will start. So the GameCube launch, this was one of the very first, didn't exactly get it on launch, but I knew I was getting it on Christmas because my I, I had already seen my mom's receipt for it. She had bought it online or she had bought it 
somewhere. So I knew I was getting a GameCube, but I did not uh, know uh, what games. Although it ended up, I got uh, Luigi's Mansion and Super Smash uh, Brothers Melee with it on Christmas Day, which was very awesome. Played those games to death, which was really funny because. Our traditions when we were kids was that we would go to our uncles or grandpa grandparents uh, for Christmas Eve, and then we would uh, have gifts at midnight. And then the the next day when we woke up, there would be more tr- more gifts from Santa Claus in quotes under the tree that we would open up just uh, me and my sister. And as we got older, we didn't even wake up uh, wake up my parents. My parents just stayed in bed and we. Uh, wrapped, unwrapped our gifts and then went and played with them. So what, what was, uh, funny that year was that on Christmas Eve, I got a 13 inch television, which was awesome. And I got a strategy guide for Luigi's Mansion, but no GameCube. So that, <laughs> that was pretty obvious that I was getting the GameCube the next day with <laughs> Luigi's Mansion because my mom had bought me a strategy guide for Luigi's Mansion. So well, that, that was is pretty a cool. Classic Lacroix <laughs> move right there. Yeah. So I got I got my nice 13 inch television set up in my room, and I was ready to play my GameCube the next day because I knew I was gonna get it. So the next day I woke up. As soon as I woke up, didn't even hesitate. Went straight up. Woke up my sister, and we went up to wrap up or wrap up unwrap our presents, which was a GameCube. And Luigi's Mansion, Smash Brothers, and then the rest was history. I just played that. Okay, all. but wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to set the stage because this isn't making any sense. So, okay. you take us back to the N sixty four PlayStation One era. What didn't ex- in, like excite you? Uh, well, at the time, I thought uh, most games control like crap. And the visuals were muggy, and the camera was were very hard to. It was just like it was the first transition from two D to three D. So most two D games that were in three D environments now uh, did not really work perfectly. Like even Super Mario sixty four, I f- don't really never really enjoyed for some reason. Zelda: Ocarina of Time was the rare exception of a game I thought worked really well. And by the GameCube, PlayStation 2 days, I, I, I thought that the graphics, first of all, were much better and the controls were much tighter. I thought that games were actually way more playable. Like, I, 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 especially on the PlayStation 1, I found like a lot of the games were not, like, you really had to make exceptions to play them. You had to forget a lot of the flaws that were present. That's, does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, sure. What I'm, what I'm looking for, okay, is, so you're in that mindset, right? So you're like, meh, you know, like this is okay. You're playing your Game Boy Advance. Now, I, I'm nervous because I didn't check if we spoke of the Game Boy Advance. Uh, no, we didn't. We forgot about it. Okay, but- so let's, 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 because we'll get back to the GameCube and, and the Insider Forums and we'll get into all of that. I just want to make sure we set the stage here because why would your mother have even bought that for you is what I'm looking for. And why would you even care? What, what led you to going oh wow like this actually looks good that's what i'm i'm curious oh yeah as soon as i i saw super smash brothers melee announce and saw the screens for shots for that i believe it was in an electronic gaming monthly i really wanted to play that game really couldn't wait to play that game 
because uh, I had rented Smash Brothers on the N64 and had a blast with it. But for some reason, Melee looks so much better. And it did. It ended up being so much better. And ever since that, all the details were announced. I would ask my mom, beg my mom for a GameCube for Christmas. So that's why she bought it, because I really asked for it. So she knew I wanted one okay. with those specific games for it. Okay, so we're going to pause GameCube for right there. And let's go back to the Game Boy Advance. Like, where? how did that come to be? What, what was that? Because now you're at, like, the end of the N64's life, PlayStation's life, like, somewhere in that ballpark. And they announce, you probably heard about it through um, Nintendo Power or something like that. And And for you, that must have been even a bigger deal than GameCube. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I don't know if I talked about this. I know I, I talked about it at one point in a previous podcast briefly but uh it was a huge nintendo power reader loved it loved my game boy color and i saw an, a, an issue once where they announced the game boy advance and do you remember those old cards contest cards you used to they, they were polls basically you send to nintendo power and you were entered in a contest i used to do that every month i would mail that card do you remember what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah i remember and in in the issue where the Game Boy Advance was announced, I left a really angry note on it. Wrote a long note saying that my Game Boy Color was perfectly fine. I, I really did not want <laughs> the Game Boy Advance because I really did not want like the... I thought that they would get like lost in the graphics upgrade because for me, Game Boy Advance back in the day was like SNES quality and that was a huge deal for for people because back then portables really were far behind what they, it's not like today, really far behind and I was frustrated, I, I, kept, I wanted my Pokemon games, I wanted my simple 2D NES kind of games on my Game Boy for some reason and I I wrote a very long angry letter on that postcard and I mailed it to it, which they probably... <laughs> they probably didn't like. They probably laughed at when, when they saw that. Most and, likely, because it's yeah. what we still do to you today. So. <laughs> but when the Game Boy Advance came out, for some reason, I had already changed my mind because this is one of the first console that I bought on launch day with my own money. I went to Walmart. We drove. I remember me and Marc Andre drove there, and we each bought. Uh, he bought uh, F Zero. And I don't remember what else he bought because he bought games different than me. I bought Mario Advance, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, and Castlevania Circle of the Moon. I bought those three games on launch day. And man, what a launch. Like Super Mario Advance, we just talked about it briefly in the last episode we did. I had a blast with it, so I don't want to go too much into that. But F-Zero Maximum Velocity really was my first F-Zero game. And this is where I don't go, I don't know where my patience and my skills went. <laughs> because with F-Zero Maximum Velocity, I finished everything in that game, every course on the Master, every Grand Prix on the Master setting, all the way from the beginner all the way to the Master. I did everything and it took me a while because those games were bloody hard. And when we'll talk about F-Zero GX, which is even harder, which I also did everything. I, I don't know how I did that, but those were awesome. F-Zero Maximum Velocity was a freaking fantastic game and it's funny because the last ever f-zero game i believe released was f-zero grand prix or something like that which was the next f-zero game released on the game boy advance like three or four years later i believe it came out after gx 
and that was based on the cartoon and that was that one was super easy i don't know why what happened but it was super easy i remember <laughs> doing everything on that not even struggling so i don't know they changed the difficulty because of the cartoon the cartoon which was obviously a disappointment and then no other f-zero games have been released since but and then we have castlevania circle of the moon which really made me fell in love with castlevania like I, it's one of like i've said before I, i don't usually beat a game more than once but that game i did uh beat it like three or four times di using different uh different class i believe you could be a thief you could be different things and it was really fun uh and then i remember then having going online and downloading roms for super Mario, super castlevania for super uh, and castlevania on the nes stuff like that having fun would would eventually later play them but yeah the game boy advance uh trying to think right now of other games i played over the years like uh, final fantasy tactics advance of course pokemon ruby and sapphire uh the pokemon remakes of gen 1 uh super uh, the, the super mario various super mario advance uh games on it uh wario uh, warrior land 4 there was a, a, a bunch of games and that i for some reason I, i can't recall many of them right now at this moment but yeah i really love the game boy advance but the game boy advance really had a short lifespan compared to nintendo's other portable console because the ds was released what three years after that or something like that but Yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know if you have any other questions on the Game Boy Advance line, but that's all no, I can think about. No, right no, 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 no. That's perfect. Like, because at least it sets the stage, right? And I, I personally, I could talk forever about this, um, but like, it sets the stage. So now, you know, you're, you're, which, uh, which color did you buy, by the way? Game Boy Advance? Yeah. Wasn't there more than just Indigo? I bought at the, uh, yeah, I bought the, uh, transparent Indigo one, I believe. Okay. Uh, I don't even know if I have that system anymore because I would eventually upgrade to an SP. Yeah. So I'm not sure. And then, the, of course, the, the original DS, DS Lite, or I think the DS Lite 2 were backward compatible. So. Yeah. Do you remember the original model and that it didn't have a backlight? Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do. And for some reason, never bothered me because I always used to play under a lamp, but I can see why people hated that back then. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of them. I couldn't believe it, but this isn't about me. It's about you. So we're going to switch back now to this GameCube. So now you have your GameCube and you're living in bliss, but a monumental life-altering uh, event was about to happen. So talk, take us through that event. Okay, so I guess we're going to skip <laughs> skip way ahead, but that's fine. Well, way ahead? Not really. Like, it should have just been the following year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... You don't want to hear about Luigi's Mansion at all. And oh, well, go for it. No, 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 of course. No, no, go go for it. So what was it like on that Christmas day then? Take us through that Christmas day. Yeah, because I think it's very important for people to realize that I was playing these games on a 13-inch television in my room <laughs> from probably the same distance you are now from your TV. Like, And I was having a blast. For me, this was perfectly normal. It is. <laughs> and Luigi's Mansion, like again, another game I beat twice, which I don't know, I, I didn't used to do that back in the day. It was awesome. Smash Brothers Melee, man, the hours I played of that game did uh, did everything, got every trophy, every character's unlocked, did the what 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 was uh, anyway, I don't remember what it was called, but all the missions and stuff like that was really fun. I know Marc Andre when he got his uh, 
GameCube a year or two after, he would take my memory card and copy my save file so we could have all the characters, stuff like that. It was really a fun game. Melee, still my favorite Smash Brothers game, and even like the the recent Switch game. I don't know why, I just can't get into them anymore compared to Melee. But okay, so let's jump to the life-altering event you're <laughs> talking about, which is the Insider Forums. Uh, is there any like trace of them online somewhere do anybody have has like the old archives anybody did you have save some of that or no no, no. Uh, but you you can you can do that rewind function and i have no it. idea what that is but there's a google has like a i think it's google someone has a a like rewind where you can rewind the internet so you could go and take a look at them if you'd like really yeah yeah how how are they still on server somewhere? No, 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 no. It's more just. Um, hold on, let me see if I can show you. I just, I'm just curious how that works. Is oh, it's just no. It's more think of it like pictures and stuff like that. Okay, it's, it's it's not it's not a you know. I'm just trying to see if there anyone has any images and stuff. Uh, Nintendo Insider forums. Oh, those good old days, man. <laughs> Those good old days. I'm looking at... Yeah, people do. People actually have pictures of them and stuff. Oh, God. I wonder Scary. if you can find some of our old posts. Well, that I doubt I'd be able to find, but uh, it's still hilarious. Because what was interesting about the Insider Forums was that there was a Sage program. And yep. how that works was that <laughs> a few times a year, Sage, which were kind of like moderators, but not really, but more like you were part of the club and everybody in that really wanted to be and just a few were selected for that program and i remember when i got there i don't i don't think you were a sage yet but you were a sage before me that's right god damn it you know it and i remember (laughs) the moment i got that message to invite me to be a sage was so awesome. I remember back then not being able to believe that someone would want me to be a sage. And I, I felt really, really special. Because this was huge though. Because not only were you like everybody on the forums would respect the sages. But once you got a, uh, once you got the sage status, you were believed to act a certain way. You had to act like more. Uh, you had to watch more. Not and I, I think I was one one of those who who kept being a bit more unsagely, but I, I, I definitely changed the way I posted after that, tried to be more professional and whatnot. But you also get like goodies from Nintendo, which yeah, I don't man. think people remember is like I you would get games in advance, you would get like bongos, you would get the Game Boy Micro, you got it sent to you. Tons of games you would get, like you would get like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of merchandise every year and it it was always like not like stuff like uh, uh, plus toys, but it was actual games. They would send you the games, which I always thought was amazing. And I don't know uh, when that stopped. 2007. 2007. I know that I was inactive way before that, but man, it was awesome. And that's where I met I met you. I remember yeah. back Holy then. crap, dude. Do you still have your Sage pin? No. Did you ever get a sage pin? 
Yeah, but I don't think I have it. I still have it now. They sell on eBay for over $1,200. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I should go sell my pin. You still have it? Yeah, of course. Me, I still have my certificate. It's framed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I still have my certificate, though, and my copy, <laughs> my copy of Nintendogs. <laughs> oh, that's sad because I remember Nintendogs, they only sent the cartridge. That's yeah. one of those. And I ha- I went to EB Games and EB Games had those default DS case with yeah. Nintendogs. So I got one of those. I still have the case, but I don't have the game anymore because I lent it to a friend, which is why I have trouble lending games even to this day. And the, ga- the-, the friend lost that game, the bastard. But no, I I should check because if I still have a Sage Pin, which I doubt I do, I would sell it in a heartbeat. I would love that $1,200 right now. I cannot believe these are going for so much money. It's considered one of the rarest. This is nuts. I'm looking it up. Today, the official Nintendo Insider Sage, okay, Triforce Pin, is considered one of the rarest collectibles for uh, Zelda fans, especially if you have the um, the certificate that goes with it. Well, I still have both. <laughs> Well, well I, I really doubt I have those, but I, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's going to take you seven years just to find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not even worth it. But yeah, th- th- those were, uh, those. that's where I met you. You were called Nintendo Elder, I believe. Yes, that's right. Big and surprise I w- there. <laughs> I would I would message you, and I believe, I remember you with your BS stories about <laughs> I remember work. you. You're working for Nintendo and stuff like that. It was hilarious. But back then, I believed you, you bastard. Of course. You're supposed to. <laughs> You're supposed to believe everything I tell you. Yeah, and everybody, uh, ha- everybody had that. Uh, everybody, um, if, you, if you remember, like basically 95% of people on the Insider Forums worked for Nintendo back then, according yeah, to everyone. And, and what was so funny was just the age thing. Like Tim, our good buddy Tim. Oh, man, it was so funny. We, we had some fun times there, man. Yeah, that, I, I didn't remember that Tim was from there too. But yeah, because that eventually led to us uh, starting to talk on MSN. And then eventually uh, I met you in Montreal. And here we go. Here we are now because this is how we eventually launched Project COE. Yeah. The website, which the first original website. Do you still have the first original website? I with, have everything. Which man. was have... just a black screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have everything. You should send me a photo of that original black screen, man. It was hilarious. It was just a black screen with reviews, links for reviews, text reviews. <laughs> that was it. And then, like, the, I don't know how many relaunch this site had. And then we used to have project coe forums just for the staff members yeah. and those were really really active back in the days <laughs> i remember being there like every day talking and we we had a blast on those yeah what's crazy is that we like i still talk to a lot of these people it's crazy i only talk to you and tim and Ahmed very rarely like i don't I, I I have like a Justin Simpson, I believe. Is Justin Simpson the original one? No, oh, Justin, Fulio. Justin, Fulio, yeah, is that? Fulio. Yeah, yeah Fulio. Fulio. I, have Fulio. Him on, <laughs> I have him on Facebook. I have Timothy McGannon, which I believe came later a bit. I have him on Facebook too, but I don't 
remember the like William. I don't think I have him on Facebook. I have, I have him on the on my Switch friend list. I see what he's playing sometimes, but don't really talk to him anymore. And even uh, Justin, uh, Justin, the other one, Joseph, Joseph, yeah, <laughs> you're the worst. He came, he came a lot later, right? Yeah, 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 a lot later, yeah. But I remember he was in the uh, the forums, the Project Sui forums too. Yeah, we had some good times, man. We had some good times, and now look, ugh, <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I found out a few weeks ago that the blog doesn't exist anymore, which was sad because now I can't say. Go to my go to the old archives and check out my Dragon Quest Seven, which I used to say every on a weekly basis. <laughs> a weekly now I can't basis. anymore because it's lost forever. Then. It's not lost forever; it's still there. It's just I put it as dormant. Yes, but people besides you don't have access to it. That's right. So it's lost. I'm all forever. special now. I'm, I'm very <laughs> special. <laughs> okay, so let's get back on track here before we get uh, ridiculous. So then, yes, we all met each other, but there was something else that happened around that time that to me was just fascinating to see in another person, in another gamer rather. And do you remember what that was? You probably don't because I'm being very, I'm being elusive, but basically it was the PlayStation 2. Something happened to you during this generation. Oh yeah, okay, I get what you mean. It, it's, Started with the Xbox, actually. I know what you mean. Now, okay, well, yeah, Xbox, whatever. But talk a little bit about that because yeah. that's an interesting I, story. I used to be, and I'm still like you can all tell, a huge Nintendo fanboy, huge Nintendo fanboy. Now I'm like probably one of the people who's the most critical of Nintendo, where I still prefer the products. It's still just a preference. But back then, uh, when the GameCube, I had a GameCube and a Game Boy Advance, and that was it. I did not have the other consoles and. I would like be kind of a fanboy in the fanboy wars. I was kind of like that. Flame wars, or as we used to call them, was really. Re I remember getting really upset at the EGM issue, which was really good. Which was when the GameCube and Xbox launched. They had that. They had the balls to make a GameCube versus Xbox issue and pick a winner. Usually, people would do that all the time, and they would be like you. They wouldn't pick a winner because. They were too afraid, but EGM actually picked a winner. And I remember being very upset because one of the criteria, it was the launch games, and they did not consider Smash Brothers a launch game because it came out two weeks after, but they originally considered Cell Damage a launch game for the Xbox, which was originally supposed to launch with it, but didn't launch actually two or three weeks later. So I thought, I thought that was controversy that they should post a redaction in the next issue to fix this and award the win to the GameCube, but they never did. But whatever the case may be, like basically like I played Halo on the Xbox with um, Marc-Andre. I, I gamed a lot with my brother-in-law. Back then he wasn't obviously my brother-in-law, but we gamed a lot back then, all the way up to the Xbox 360 days. We still game. And we... His cousin had an Xbox with the four controllers, the old like gigantic controllers, and we played like we played Halo for a while, and I, I kept like finding excuses to bash it, and basically I was doing that all the time uh, with consoles. But at some point, the GameCube just wasn't enough for me. I was watching all those games on the other consoles, and I just needed more. And one day when they released the green Xbox, Macandre ended up buying one. 
and didn't last long until me bought I bought one too because it was just awesome because I wanted to play uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. So I ended up buying an Xbox, the black Xbox with the with used copies of Knights of the Old Republic, Halo Combat Evolve and Panzer Dragoon Orta. All of these three games came back home and never looked back after that. Like I Halo we we destroyed Halo together, all the Halo games. And Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic ended up being one of my favorite games of all time. And so was the sequel. So that's what happened with the Xbox. And later on, I would actually get a PlayStation 2. And to my surprise, like didn't play much of the GameCube after that. Like I played, still played when the major games hit, but I just got into a huge RPG craze on the PlayStation 2 for some reason, played Xenosaga, uh, Radiant Radiant Historia, Uh, Radiata Stories rather, Uh, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, really awesome game. Again, these games, MacAndre rented them at one point with a PlayStation 2 and I played those and kept making excuses of why they were bad and then eventually played them and, and thought they were awesome, stuff like that, so... Yeah, man. Xbox, PlayStation, PlayStation 2. The PlayStation 2, in my opinion, really has an underrated library. Really awesome game. So does the Xbox. So, yeah, I don't know if that that's what yeah. you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one story in particular that um, <clears throat> that I always thought was, was fun. Because it was around this time when we started to get demos and full games and stuff like that. Like, companies actually wanted us to review some of their games and so i would send you some games and you you mentioned something one time that i thought was awesome where you were like you know this game on the playstation 2 is like a seven and we would talk right like like our friendship started like you know on the insider forums and just you know kept going and you made like such an awesome comment one day where i don't even know if you remember this where you were like if this game i don't even remember the game but you were like if this game was on on the GameCube, it would be like an event, you know, people would be like freaking out and it would be like this huge thing. But here, because there's so many games released like every week, it's like, well, whatever, you know, it's like, it's okay. Do you remember that? Uh, barely. It doesn't. Okay, good. Because you and I (laughs) used to, used to do the weekly releases of games and, it was it was it was really eye opening when you when you tackle that and you realize like you know GameCube you have one one or two releases a week and like on the PlayStation Two you know there was like twenty seven or something like that and we'd start to get NIS America games and we started to get yeah, uh, the Atlas very games. first game you sent me I believe was the Lynx on the Xbox the Cat what what's the name yeah, of the game yeah yeah that was it yep yep. Because they were our first, they were our very first supporters. Was Microsoft? Yeah, yeah and you sent me that game, and I remember on PlayStation Two was mainly uh, NIS games or whatever they were called back then. Yeah, it was NIS. <laughs> but hey, speaking, I do. <laughs> speaking of which, don't forget that story, eh? We have another story we got to talk about. Yeah, yeah, sure. But just want to mention too that like the Project Sui back then like was a huge part of my life, like. Uh, Used to write reviews, used to be constantly uh, bitching at other of our, other of our staff writers to get their shit together and, and not like I was really like 
this was all voluntary for me. It was like, man, this is awesome. We Project Sui, one of the top websites. <laughs> and like, we probably get, were getting like 10 clicks a day. But for me, it was like, we were, were the number two after IGN. I was like really serious into that stuff. Remember talking about Marc-André, to Marc-André at one point when, when I was living in Hull, uh, about you were, you were, Offering me an uh, editor position, <laughs> like 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 that was a big deal. Like, hey, damn here. it, that was a huge. So deal. I was like, should I take the Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony? And and I ended up taking the Sony job because I was like, nah, the future. There's a better future there, and I ended up like really concentrating on Sony, and I would do reviews and stuff like that. I would try to get the site, and it must have been a hard hard pain in the ass for you to update that site back in the day i remember oh, it was dude. you were it telling was. me how long it took you to f- make reviews and stuff like that but still i was always up your ass where what i sent you a review two days ago why is it on and stuff like <laughs> that god damn i remember that <laughs> and you know what he hasn't changed at all he's still a pain in my ass <laughs> <laughs> because you're a lazy bastard <laughs> See, it's but yeah it's just like the site was such a big deal to me back then i'm like or it's basically a lot more to gaming. I still, well, obviously I didn't have children back then, but back, I would basically go to work, which I had, I, I used to work at McDonald's on the night shift. Go to work, play games, go to work, play games, go to work, play games. That was it. Yep. Not and much right, has changed. <laughs> write about games and that I don't miss as much. I remember writing was such a pain. I, I had trouble with it still. Like because of the second language thing and the fact that I'm not a writer at all, so it was really really hard to write for me. And we had that two thousand word requirement back then. I remember having trouble with that, but made it so far. Can't believe that stuff is gone. Damn it! It's not it's gone, man. It's not gone. But yeah, I'd be curious. You should send me pics of the or what the website looked like because I. I have the original code, so all I have to do is save it to a, a notepad, and I can rebuild it. I don't have the original thing because okay, okay. I have the archives that we did when we went, you know, to the one with the, the moving uh, images and stuff. That yeah, I, yeah. I still have that, and all it's because Stephen, it it cost me three hundred US. Yeah, no, no, yeah, three hundred US a year is way too much. For yeah, me. and that's why I stopped because <laughs> I was like, I'm spending like nobody is going there anymore you know and like we transitioned to youtube and now look i mean we have eleven thousand people following us like it's it's crazy but i there's a lot more stories here so i want to keep going with this because i i really want to talk about like your experience at e3 do you remember that xbox conference where we had a surprise yeah 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 that's so a, that's a bit later on but. yeah exactly so let's keep going let's keep going um do you want to add anything else to that generation or do you want to start about like the 360s launch or anything? Yeah, it's a, it's up to you because there's so many games to talk about on the GameCube that we haven't. But yeah, I don't want to be forever, forever on that. Maybe one day we'll do a GameCube anniversary show. But yeah, yeah. I leave you, it to you, man. You're the boss. You. You're the boss. No, no, no. Like... Talk about your... your Here, let's do it like this. What is your, your greatest single moment or or one of your favorite memories from that generation let's just do it like that huh that's a hard one that's a hard one because i i guess i would have to go with halo 2 because halo 2 is the very first midnight launch i ever attended 
And I remember I, I was living, like I said, I was living in Hull, which is basically now called, uh, has now merged with Gatineau. And that's basically the same city as Ottawa, ex- except it's a different province. So basically, if you go, if you walk from Ottawa, you can basically walk t- all the way to Quebec and you'll, you won't, maybe won't even notice it. You'll only notice like the language, the, the signs are not in French for some reason and the, the traffic lights are now vertical instead of horizontal or whatever it is. And I had an EB Games close to me in the mall, but they were close at the same time as the mall. And I had pre-ordered Halo 2 and I called them and was, are you doing a midnight launch? They said, no. The only place in Ottawa that was doing a midnight launch was a micro play on, on, a, on Bank Street. I don't know if you know what, where Bank Street is. Doesn't really matter, but it, was really, really far from where I was living. It was basically a 15-minute bus ride. But the problem was I I had to go to Microplay with my buddy, Tim, which is still a friend of me today. He's living now in Hearst back here. And we went to the Microplay. We bought Halo 2. And then we had to walk all the way back to his place. I was living in Hull. He was living in Gatineau, and we bought a game in Ottawa. So that was like an hour and a half walk we had to get back to his place to play the game all night. So we played the game till maybe 9 in the morning. And then we went to sleep. We got back up, and we beat the game Halo 2. Man, that was an awesome game. And also, that got me into Xbox Live and playing the game. I don't know how many hours I played in Halo 2, but man... And I would also play with you and it would always harass you to play online and you never would because you were such a pussy back then. You still are today about, oh, I don't like competitive games. It hurts my feelings, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, it's the best. And you I never love wa- you We never have the wanted. best relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you never wanted to play and stuff like that. But we did play a few times. I remember. Hey, man, I can't believe I'm disappointed in you. I thought for certain you would allude to another event that's going to yeah, come no, up you, soon. You, you, you should go ahead and allude to me right now because I might not remember it. Oh, you will remember it, but we're not there yet. It's the next generation. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean now. <laughs> yeah, Are you even aiming moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that for sure. So, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that would be the most uh, memorable one for me for that generation was the live xbox uh, halo 2 event because i had never gone to a midnight launch and then going back all the way with my friend playing that game because we we were we i don't know how many sessions we had of playing halo 1 and halo 2 on my original xbox at his house and remember we used to have that that's an awesome one we used to make our our own rules we would play all night with a case of beer and what I loved about Quebec was that you could buy beer in corner stores, which is awesome, which we're about to be able to do soon here in Ontario. And we would buy a case of beer, we'd go home, we would play these ridiculous custom-made rules of Halo. And our most favorite one was called Shotgun Duel. And the way it would work, we would both have warthogs and shotguns. And the only way you could kill. You were not allowed to kill the other one besides this way. We would play chicken in <laughs> warhogs. So we would, we at one end, we would go full speed 
and then we would crash our war dogs. And then ha- what we had to do was very specific. When one was ejected for the war, war dog, the other one had to go out and scream. Shotgun duel! We both had to scream. Shotgun duel! Then we would run at each other. And the first one who was able to shoot the other one with a shotgun would win. <laughs> and it's funny because a shotgun was a really powerful weapon, but you had to be close. So sometimes if you would pull the trigger just a bit too soon, you would lose because anyone would pull the trigger after that, be closer to you and win our shotgun duel. And we would did that for like five or six hours straight, drunk, and it would be the best time of our lives. <laughs> so simple back then. Oh, and God. just... And we would, every single time, we would yell, shotgun duel. <laughs> Sounds so stupid, and it was, but it was the best of times, man. I missed those days. Oh, I know. You're bringing back so many memories, man. But this is this is all you. Do you remember uh, hearing about, like, the next generation do you remember where because now now the internet is out right i mean you got xbox live websites are all over the place so you're no longer on magazines and stuff do you remember like what you were thinking about this because it was the xbox 360 that was the the first one yeah yeah i remember i don't actually remember where i first heard about it probably ign most likely or you 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 back then used to be like you would buy everything. You would know about everything. You were a huge, huge nerd back then. Yeah, I miss and, those days. And you, I don't know if it was you, but basically the Xbox 360 was next. Uh, and you remember back then it was really hard to get one because uh, it was sold out everywhere. And I couldn't find one. I had one pre-ordered, but it never arrived. It took a while. I eventually got it. I think it launched probably in November or something like that. I think I got mine like in January or February. But yeah, I don't know where I heard about it. And even like the the Wii, which was known as the revolution, when it was announced, uh, everybody freaked out because it was Nintendo's first online console and it had the virtual console and whatnot, which the Wii ended up being a huge disappointment for me, but don't want to get too far ahead. And the PlayStation 3... Didn't I didn't buy one until Metal Gear Solid Four came out, I believe. So yeah, that's 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 all I remember for when they were announced. And the PlayStation Three was like, you had to take out a mortgage on it and then promise your firstborn for it, stuff like yeah. that. It was yeah. so expensive. I was like, no way, no way, I'm buying that. Okay, so talk about the generation, because this generation, you had some very big things happen. Like, we had some amazing memories. You you went to your first E3, so talk, yeah. go, go nuts. Like, this and should that, take you a while. It's also the longest generation ever, I believe. Eight yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, because I was still, when the 360 launched, I was still living in Hull, and but but the game played, like, Skyrim played and got hooked on achievements, played a game called table tennis of all things. And this is funny because when I left, well, I had like something like a 37 or 38 game win streak online. I used to play table tennis online all the time and was a rock star game. And I was unbeatable, man. I was so good at that game. The only online game I've ever been good at, I had like, and then when I got back to Earth, I never played another game online for some reason. But yeah, it, it's also the last. Then I moved back here, 
And then I eventually went back to Ottawa for a year for school and went back here and never left. But yeah, it was such a lot of changes in my life as well. But I don't know where you want me to start. Anywhere, start start wherever you want. Talk about like uh, your favorite, you know, gaming memories. Uh, talk about E three after that. Let's start with the favorite gaming memories of that generation. Okay, again, it, it will have to be three sixty and Xbox Live. The Xbox three sixty is definitely the one I played the most out uh, of out of the PlayStation three and Wii era. And there's so many Xbox Live moments and. I'll talk about the first one, I remember which is the one you're talking about, is when we had our epic Gears of War session. So Gears of War is probably the first uh, important game of that generation. Would you, wouldn't you say? Like the first one that really showed everyone what that generation could do. Probably the best looking game for a while of that generation. Everybody had Gears of War, basically. And I was still playing games on a... SD uh, television for some reason back then, but I could I couldn't see the difference. But <laughs> keep going, keep going. This is hilarious. Basically, one day I don't know how this happened because I did not have a cell phone those days. We were basically MSN, and I we talked and we decided to do like a play date basically and go to Gears of War on the, uh, the biggest difficulty level. I don't remember what it was, but. We started at, I don't know, six or seven, and we played the entire game straight up until like, what, two, three hours or four hours in the morning. Yeah. Yep. We played, we played, we played. We had a blast <laughs> until this one session. It was a <laughs> cart. And because Gears of War has those those uh, branch points where you are not in the same screen. And if, if one dies, you have to restart because you can't save the other one. And if you've ever played an FPS with Jared... One thing becomes very clear. Jared dies a lot in first-person shooters. Yep. And I don't know if he's able to defeat a first-person shooter on himself because <laughs> he's not very good at them. I don't know if it changed. Maybe now he is. But back then, it was hilarious. So we were, we're playing that cart level and we both have our branching paths and we keep having to restart because Jared, for the <laughs> life, just can't make it. And at some point, I seriously ask him, and I'm not joking, I seriously ask him out in frustration, are you even aiming? And I don't know what your response was. <laughs> but after that, we finally figured it out. So I don't know if I actually helped with that advice. I can't believe, I, I, I know it was probably just a joke, but it was hilarious because yeah, you... And, but the thing is, dude, is because you can't see my screen, right? Yeah, I can't. So what's happening, just to put it in context for everybody, is there's this one part where one guy drops down, okay? He drops right in front of you. And you, on that difficulty, you have to, you have to basically, it's sort of like your shotgun rule. You have to press the button at the exact right time when he comes into the screen if you do it too soon it's like the enemy even though you saw it it hasn't phased in yet and if you do it too late you're dead and so it was just absolutely hysterical because i was i was number one you know i don't want to make excuses but it was like i was already tired because that was already late and 
it was like I couldn't get the timing right at all. It was like I kept pressing the button at the wrong time, but I kept pressing it at the wrong time yeah. every time. Every it was time. funny because it's not like you once or twice. No, it was like 14, 50 oh, times yeah. you yeah, were yeah, failing. Yeah. And all you had to do was kill a guy that was dropping on you. That's it. That's all That's you had to concentrate on. And I you know. could not for the life I know. of us do it. And it was getting like, we were joking, but it was a bit frustrating to always do because you could not do that simple mechanic was, of shooting a guy you know. It's not like it's random. You know it's coming and you still lost every single time. Yeah, yeah. That, that was skill, man. That was skill, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're the man. I don't know how we manage it, but I would like because I'm not that great too at first person shooters. But I'm pretty sure if we saw the stats, <laughs> I was car- I was carrying you that day. <laughs> oh, you you definitely were carrying me. I, I'm not uh, I'm not embarrassed to but say that. It was a blast. I don't know why it was awesome to play that game with you that day. We. Such a great memory that. But it was exactly no joke. Like that, that really, really was. That was that was absolutely awesome. So what else? What other ones do you have? Uh, well, I remember we played a lot of Call of Duty together with Marc Andre. We used to do because back then you weren't achievements too, and we did all the achievements for many of the Call yeah. Call of Duty games, and we played those that zombie mode. I don't remember what which one when we played it a lot. Uh, also. NHL was a huge one for me. I used to play with Macandre every night. We would play NHL, whether it was NHL 10 or NHL 11, because they introduced that uh, mode where you can play as a single player on a team, and it would be felt like a true co-op experience. And we had a blast uh, doing that Halo Tree. Oh my God, Halo Tree is probably one of the big reasons why I fell college. That's that's <laughs> all I played. Halo Tree online, and you could play co-op, but man, Halo Tree, Halo Reach, those were awesome. Even Halo Tree ODST. Ah, oh, the Xbox 360 days, man. Those yeah. were the days. No, those were the days. Even you man. played a lot of online yep. games with us. Yep. And I remember back then, I was like, you were buying every game on the PlayStation 3. And I was like, why are you doing this? We're going to play them on Xbox 360, you ass. And you, it was just... Like like you were with me with Nintendo, you were buying buying everything on PlayStation Three by default, and then figuring yeah, but, out. Yeah, but don't forget, a lot of those games you keep saying buying a lot of that stuff too. We were getting though. Don't forget that, like a lot of the 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 third party stuff, companies yeah. would be willing to give it to you on PlayStation, but they wouldn't be willing to give it to you on Xbox. And the reason for that was obvious, right? Because they they probably had leftover copies. And like we're such a small little group, like a small little site, that that's why they would uh, do that. But those were those were some awesome times, man. But I want you to talk about E3 as well. Your first E3. Yeah, first and only E3 was in was it twenty nine, twenty eight, uh, twenty eight, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere around there. But this guy, I got to paint the picture, guys. So it was like it was like my last E3, his first E3. And it was the best way to go to start, and it was the best way to end. Talk about that Microsoft conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, first, I just want to talk about the whole experience because I had such a blast doing that. We it, the first night, me and Macandre drove uh, took a bus to Montreal to meet you. When we arrived in Ottawa the night before, we still had had not slept. 
we were too excited. We went to meet you. We took the plane. We arrived there. Still have, have not slept. We're now in Pacific time. And there's the Project Natal event that night that me and you went, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And I still have those bracelets. And I don't have... I, 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 I gave the uh, little plush toys of the Connectimals they gave us to my kids. And they probably destroyed by now. But I still have that bracelet that says the Project Natal event. So I was there when Connect was announced, revealed, and that was a huge deal for me. I remember, <laughs> I remember playing, and there, there's still YouTube vid- footage of that, of me dancing to yeah. Connect, uh, Dance Central, and we playing like various games in those boots. There's even footage of you playing that. That was awesome. And then the Microsoft conference, the huge uh, reveal at the end of the reveal, the, I don't know, it wasn't the Elite. But it was another console. Well, it was an Xbox, a new Xbox 360 model. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came. I don't know what what the huge upgrade was with that one. I know it had it had a hard drive in it. I don't know what what, what the huge. I don't even well, remember now. The idea was that it was the black one. That was just yeah. that it would be cooler. It wasn't going to be so susceptible to the red ring of death okay. and all that. And basically, what they ended by saying was that everybody in the. Uh, the conference room would get one and that got the crowd popping but we we thought are we getting one while we're walking out what's the deal is that true is that a joke we weren't really sure but it did happen that we actually got one each you got one and i got one and it was amazing because you were you kept saying that man usually we get more swag we get more swag and i was like Dude, I got a free Xbox out of this. What are you talking about? Like, this was amazing. Yeah, well, for you, to I get, can imagine. <laughs> to get that. And I I was really happy to have picked the Microsoft conference that year. I don't even remember the other two conferences, what they were about. Like, this this was really fun time for me to go to E3 and to go see uh, the Angels play, go see a baseball yeah. game, stuff like that. Go see Marc-André swim in the hotel. <laughs> Like what's that? What's that called? Like a, it's like a fountain, yeah. yeah it was a Hotel fountain, fountain swimming that <laughs> for some reason because we were dancing and and seeing oh seeing God. your da- your dance moves and damn right, man. Yeah, yeah. I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was a oh, blast. That was a blast, and and I'm amazed. Like Marc Andre, that was so funny, man. I'll never forget that. He's like just goes for a little swim. <laughs> Out of the blue, doesn't tell anyone, just goes in the swim. <laughs> goes all clothes wet, yeah. just swims in that, which yeah. was probably very dirty. Yeah, that was pretty disgusting. And then we get back up to the hotel room, and it's like Steven or, or Marc-André, they start banging on a door. Like, the wrong door. <laughs> it's the wrong Yeah, we ha- we had a few uh, cocktails, let's say. <laughs> yeah, a few, a few. Oh God, those were memories, though. God, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. So okay, just to uh, finish that off, because I mean, after that, uh, it's this generation, so it's kind of not much point in that. But yeah. I would like to say, like over the last two generations, you know, it was you. You really were. It sounded like anyway. Like, Nintendo was more, like, delegated to portables. And I would like you to talk about the DS, 
um, a little bit, and I'd also like you to talk about your biggest disappointment of the generation, because I know mine is. Yeah, uh, the DS, it launched, had a terrible launch. It launched with like six games. I had the most, the games I played the most at launch was like the uh, Metroid Prime Hunters demo. And never even bought Mario 64. Like I said, never been a fan of that game. The first uh, day, like I really became a fan of the DS was the same day like that uh, God of War launch. I remember when God of War launched for the PlayStation 2 and that day Yoshi Touch and Go also launched on the DS, which for many people, they might not even remember that game, was it really? But I had such a blast playing that game and my girlfriend at the time <coughs> did so too. She, she I, I don't even know how she did it. I could not even come close to her top score. Like It was hilarious. And I also picked up back picks. Another game I loved, and then I got me hooked into the D, the DS generation, like the touchscreen generation, because most games back then, even Animal Crossing Wild World, like were all exclusive to the stylus, even the Zelda games, which many people to this day don't even want to play because of that. I was one of them. When Phantom Hourglass was released, I did not pick it up. And then I went to Montreal one day, and uh, Patrick, Pat, you know him from there, was yeah, living yeah. there. And he showed me Phantom Hourglass, and I went and picked it up right away, and I played it. It was such an amazing game, and Spirit Tracks, too. And people should really try them and not keep an open mind that touchscreen controls really work. You don't even notice it at the end. It's such an such an amazing game. Uh, but like the reason Pokemon Diamond and Pearl came out and I didn't hook me. I didn't like those games. Still to this day, my least favorite generation of Pokemon games never got hooked on them. Uh, would later end up replaying them and loving them to be sure, but just not as much as the other ones. Heart Gold and Soul Silver were awesome remakes, but it was the day Pokemon Black and White came out. That's when I got back into Pokemon and never left because I was getting tired of always like recatching the same Pokemon, but Black and White, what they did was really uh genius and many people criticize it for that for I don't understand why but they the game was released with 150 brand new pokemon and that was it you could not catch the other pokemon until post game and I thought that was amazing because I could play the game with 150 new creatures and sure a lot of them were similar to red and blue like the similar patterns to that but still I didn't care because this to me was like the the first time I played Red and Blue was like all new Pokemon that I've never heard before. That's what I like. Every time a new Pokemon game is released, and that's uh, something I'm a bit worried with Sword and Shield because the trailers we saw, we only see the new starters. We don't see anything else. So that leads me to believe that it will be like X and Y. X and Y only had like 69 new Pokemon, and it looks like Sword and Shield would have even less than that. Even Sun and Moon didn't have that much, but at least we had the variants. So when I play a new Pokemon game, I like to play the game with new Pokemon. I like to do that, so I hope they do that with that. But Black and White was such a huge game for me because of that. I uh, played the heck out of that. It got me back into Pokemon, and it's the first time I started playing a game competitively, which was a huge eye-opener for me because I had played those games so much, but never really competitively, All only with my friends here and there. And we played Pokemon in a specific way, where you would basically get your ass kicked in a 
competitive battle. So really, because people don't realize how Pokemon is competitive, it's a whole new game. You can't play competitive Pokemon like you play uh, campaign single-player Pokemon, or you'll get destroyed. And my <coughs> my biggest uh, disappointment would be would have to be clearly the Wii. Because I picked up the Wii at launch, really looking forward, because it was an excuse to play Zelda, because you had to, because the GameCube version came out two weeks after that, so I had to buy a Wii. And I barely played the Wii, man. Like I, I started Zelda Twilight Princess when it came out, and I finished it like six years later. I just could not play the Wii. The best game on the Wii for me was... Uh, Skyward Sword, I think that's when they mastered the motion controls and that came out five years after the Wii was released. So, yeah, I never played much of the Wii. Wasn't a fan of Wii Sports. Wasn't a fan of Wii Fit, Wii Party, whatever the case may be. Even New Super Mario Bros. Wii, I would barely play it. I would finish it years later again because those damn, like, motion controls were everywhere. I hated that. Just could not see the point i could see the point in first person shooters and stuff like that where it gives it gave you an alternative control but when nintendo force forcefully added like motion controls to stuff that used to be just a simple button press just to warrant the existence the existence of their technology really didn't sit well with me so and even later when i finally got an hd television Playing the Wii on that was just like ugly. It just looked terrible, which is why I find it surprising people don't mention as much when you play Wii games on your Wii U. For me, at least, and maybe because I'm just a stupid idiot, they look good now. But whatever the case may be, probably just me who wasn't hooking up my Wii correctly with the uh, composite cables or component cables. It had component, right? Uh, the Wii. Uh that's anyway. a good question. I'm, I don't remember. <clears throat> Anyways, for whatever reason, like the Wii never sit well with me. Like I, I don't. Besides Zelda, like what did I play on that? Like I, I played WarioWare Smooth Moves a bit. Had a fun with that. Played Mario Strikers a bit. Smash Brothers Brawl barely touched. Like yeah, don't have much many games for the Wii. And those I have, I can't say I played very much of it. So definitely. PlayStation 3 is the same thing because most games were multi-platforms by yep. then. Yep. And the Xbox 360 versions were superior. Okay, but there is one game you did play, like me, and were floored. Which was? Last game of the generation. Oh, okay. Okay, before I go to there, I want to talk about Metal Gear Solid 4 because that's a yeah, game yeah, go, go, go. many people this is your free time, man. really, really loved. And I was a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Snake Eater is one of my top 10 games of all times. And I was really disappointed with Metal Gear Solid 4. For many people, it's one of their best games out there. That's when I bought my PlayStation 3 because my friend Tim, like I mentioned before, the shotgun duel guy, uh, basically upgraded his PlayStation 3, sold me his, so I bought him, and I bought Metal Gear Solid 4, and that PlayStation 3 lasted me less than a year, and then it broke, and I had to buy a slim one, but c'est la vie. But you're talking about Last of Us, which you're right, that game was just phenomenal, and it's really hard to put into words what that game did, but yeah, that was a phenomenal game, and actually, you got an early copy, and you finished it in like two or three days, and then you sent me that copy. 
and I just went blasted to it. That was one of the last games I ever played before anybody else. I think the last game you ever sent me was uh, Batman Arkham Origins on the 3DS. The Blackgate one. If I remember correctly. Oh, maybe, dude. I <clears throat> I don't recall. Okay, so. We good with that generation? Yep. Because there's one last thing. Because I don't like talking about the current generation. But there is one other thing that happened that I would like you to talk a little bit about because right now you're down in the dumps, right? It's another thing where it's like you're playing your your Microsoft uh, console, you you know, your Xbox 360. You've had some pretty major life events happen uh, during this generation. How did you get back into Nintendo? Like cuz today you you're 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 all over Nintendo hardware. Like, all over. And we know why. We know because it's portable and so on and so forth. But how did you get back? How did Nintendo convince you to go and take the Wii U as serious as you did? Because you are, no joke, the biggest Wii U fan that I know. And that's that's saying something. Because I myself am... A, am I actually really enjoyed the Wii U. I really did. Even though it may not seem like it for whatever reason, but I really did enjoy that system. But I want to hear, how did they get you back? What what changed your outlook that this wasn't going to be Wii 2.0? Uh, you have to just go a, a few years back because they released uh, my favorite system of all time, which was a 3DS. I still stand by it. has the best library I've ever seen. And one day I want to talk a bit about, about it more when I actually can do top 10 lists and stuff like that without having to include you but yeah they released it <laughs> they released the uh, the 3ds and I didn't play much after that I only played 3ds pretty much uh, eventually I stopped playing 360 and uh, when I when I met my current girlfriend which I Elizabeth my my wife with my two kids uh, I just played 3ds that's it and then the Wii U, I eventually bought a Wii U, and then I fell in love with it. And it might sound st- uh, stupid, but basically because it was the first time I could play Nintendo games in HD on my HD television, and playing s- new Super Mario Brothers U with Miiverse really opened my eyes, and it really made the virtual console much more accessible to me now that I have. Because I like, like I say a lot, I like playing games, but I like talking about games even more. And that's true. And I don't know if you understand what I mean. So yeah, sure. Meverse for me was a reason to have a community and talk about all those uh, classic games, share screenshots, and just I had a blast with Meverse. So that was the, the start of a love story with the Wii U that eventually didn't last because the Wii, the problem with the Wii U is that damn controller. If only that controller was like not required because if that controller doesn't have battery you can't play the wii u which is stupid why like like, if i want to play with a pro controller why do i need that controller on like it doesn't make any sense and that's one of one of its downfalls for me but it also is good because you you can play a wii u like a switch you can play your wii u you plug in the wall and don't even need to hook, hook it up to a tv and just use the gamepad to play so that's how i played better the while actually but yeah the 3ds changed changed that because like just 2013 alone where 
You got Luigi's Mansion, you got Fire Emblem, you got Animal Crossing, you got Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, and you got Pokemon X and Y, all released in the same year. Still can't believe that happened. Not many people talk about it today, and I'm not even including like Rune Factory 4, uh, uh, you know, Shin Megami Tensei, that uh, Capcom uh, Cross, Sega Cross. Namco, like, what, what, what was the name of that game again? Uh, yeah, anyway, does it doesn't anyway, Yeah, sorry, I, I have a doesn't, blank. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but so many games, man, for the 3DS just made me, uh, made me love. You remember when the Switch came out, wasn't, I wasn't really that eager to, to jump in and took me a little while, but now I don't really have a choice because they don't really, release much on the 3ds anymore but yeah that's what changed it i believe the 3ds really really did change it especially with the pokemon games on there and access to the red blue yellow gold and silver pokemon green era yeah crystal yeah that's that's what changed it definitely you know i think one of my one of my happiest moments and i know this is going to sound a little bit weird i was very happy i was able to get you that switch Oh yeah, for sure. When that got me uh, a month after it launched, I believe, got me that. Yeah, Switch. well, it was it was actually I got it for you at launch. It was just that it had sold out, and I had bought it through. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was Amazon. No, I think so. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's why it was because Amazon is is the weirdest company in, on earth. But that is still one that remains one of my my happiest moments that i was able to do that for for like a good friend like you like i i I really we joke around all the time and stuff like that but these memories that you're talking about especially in this episode they mean a lot to me because it's hard to explain this to other people but you know you hear all these horror stories of people that you meet online to turn into date rapists serial killers and all this stuff but like we met online and and you're actually one of like my closest friends, I speak to That's you literally true. every I never, day. <laughs> I never tried, never tried to rape you once, and vice versa. Well, so, well, anyways, it's a success. Let's not story. go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's the truth, you know. And it's like we do speak pretty much every day, uh, unless like I'm in exams and going crazy, like I have been for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but like it, it's it's a good feeling to to know that like now. Like the next, you know, couple of years there, basically all Nintendo's gonna do is release Switch games and stuff. And I know that you're gonna be playing it like crazy with the uh, with the new Pokemon and stuff like that. And once Animal Crossing comes out, there goes our lives. Yeah, and that that I can't wait because I hope you actually get back into game. Oh, well, I will. No, does, I I absolutely will because it's the type oh, of man, game. Oh man, we should talk about. Animal Crossing New Leaf, man. Oh, yeah, go for it. We forgot about that because that's one of my best memories of the 3DS because... And I want to talk about Pokemon. We we have time. You took the day off. So we'll talk about those two events because those two go hand in hand because those are both two series that you thought I was on drugs Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. since the beginning that you met me, I was always talking to you about Pokemon and you always thought... Pokemon, you were taught two things. One, Pokemon is a ripoff of Dragon Quest Monsters. You taught that, and you yep. taught two, Pokemon is a kid series. Yep. And you always taught that, 
and it took me forever. I keep, I kept buying new games and you would not really give them a chance. And Animal Crossing, when I, I told you, download that, and you did, like me, download that on day one. And Animal Crossing, I don't know why, with Pokemon it took me forever, but Animal Crossing, you listened to me right away. But back then you were not working, so it was a bit easier for you, but you got hooked on Animal Crossing. And I would say hooked even more than me because I, I remember every night I was lying in my bed with Elizabeth talking, uh, popping, playing a bit of Animal Crossing. She used to play it with me too. And I would see you logged in every time because during the night time, if you went to the island, you could get the expensive bugs, the expensive fish and make a lot of money. You would do that every time and every night you would play for an hour or two. Yep. And that doesn't include the time you would play during the day too because you would play during the day as well. And you were hooked on that game. And we kept visiting each other's vill- each other villages, kept stealing stuff from each other, writing notes to our villagers, going clubbing. Yes, going clubbing. Yes, yes we did. Together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Can you talk I, a bit be- bit more about your experience with New Leaf because this had to be uh well, not life-changing, but this is a series you would have never thought Jared would be into. Yeah, so, okay, um, I, well, I, I just, I feel bad because this is an episode about you. I don't really want to talk no, about it. No, go ahead, go ahead. We, never, we did it. We, okay, so for, for those that uh, listen to my gaming history, you know that I, I import games, right? I've been importing games forever. What you may not know and what I may never have even spoken about is that I actually imported Animal Crossing on the Nintendo 64. Which was called Animal Forest. That's right. Yeah. Uh, because it was designed by one of my favorite Nintendo people that I find does not get enough credit, which is Takashi Tezuka. And he's the guy who directed The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And I believe he may have even directed Ocarina of Time. And anyways, whatever. So he, I know he did A Link to the Past. That I know for a fact. And, and that's my favorite video game of all time. And so... Like, I wanted, when I found out that, you know, he was heavily involved. Oh, no, it's uh, Super Mario 64. That's right. He directed Super Mario 64. So this is a guy that, with Miyamoto, they were partners. They did so many games together. And this was a, a huge deal to me because I was like, I love these guys. Like, I, I'm I'm their love child. Like, I, I just, <laughs> everything that they, they work on, I seem to just love. And... It was like, it was okay. I mean, it was all in Japanese and there was not much stuff that I, I could really dig my teeth into. And so the series sort of fell by the wayside. Okay. Like any of the other ones that came out after, like on the GameCube and stuff like that, I kind of ignored because I was like, well, there's not much I can do. And I really did ignore the entire thing all the way up until that one. And I was hesitant. I, I won't lie. I was like, well, pff, you know, like whatever. What, what, like what's, what's it going to like? It's going to be just the same as the rest. The thing is, with that one, what immediately hooked me was drawing a penis <laughs> on uh, my town's map. And then... Flag. In, yeah. Uh, flag, yeah, sorry. Uh, and then having, like, Stephen come over and this goofy little guy, like, doing little circles and digging holes and stealing my fossils. And that, just that, is what did it. Because it was like, I finally got to experience what made this game this game. Was not 
just my little village and my little world that I created, which I loved. But it was the fact that I could invite someone else into this village. Someone else could actually come and mess around with some of the stuff that I had made. We could go clubbing, like you said. We could go to the little island. We could do all these sorts of things. And I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I can't tell you how disappointed I have been because you picked up the other one there that came out and you were the Amiibo one thing there and you were like, ugh, it's like it's garbage. And I just, I really want another experience like New Leaf. If they could expand upon that idea, make it a little bit easier for like for transportation reasons to like allow people, like if I give you access to my village, it would be awesome if you could come to my village at any time. Mm-hmm. I would love that. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, if you could make it a way that you could only grant access to certain people. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want anybody going to well, your no, village, no, no, obviously. No, but. no, no. Yeah, but it's like, like let's say like with the train station, like I could mm-hmm. give you a pass to my village that you could come into my village whenever you wanted. Ah, oh, man, I would love that. Yeah. And I'd also love if they they had like some sharing features where it's like, if again, if you granted the person access, they could have like a house in your village, yeah, and that you could customize stuff. Man, I would love that. I I think that that would be hard because the game would almost have to be always online, kind of. You you because what happens if I'm in your village and then you decide to play Animal Crossing, but you don't have access to a to a Wi-Fi, so you're gonna play offline, and then when you go back, it doesn't sync up, you know. Because I'm I'm doing yeah, stuff could, in your couldn't village. Couldn't you do like a, a drop uh, a drop in drop out type of thing? No, but I mean, what if I'm playing in your village online? Yeah. I'm I'm switching, cutting off trees, switching off stuff, and you're playing oh, you're in your village offline. offline right, 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 yeah. And yeah, then when right. you connect online, that doesn't sync up. So yeah, that's the right, only thing right. I think my I don't. But my I, I didn't have a problem with the, the the fact that you had to be online at the same time. What I would love to is that if I could send you mail when you're offline from my village without having to go to your village, send mail to every day, and then you would get it. That It sounds simple and foolish, but that would add so much more for me to the game if I could send mail to people in other village that they would get when they connect. That was that would be awesome. It's a simple stuff, but for me, there's not there's not much that needs to be added to those games. Uh, they are perfect the way they are. Just a bit more improvements here and there, so I cannot wait. Uh, next game I want to talk about is Pokemon the next series because there's it's a similar story with me telling you about these games and and then when of all of all things nintendo really re-released the original games on the virtual console of the 3ds you surprised me because you 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 were telling me that you were going to give these games a chance and i was like oh yeah right yes yes you really are and i was like but these are really old games you're not going to love these because these haven't aged well that's what i thought i would end i would end up finding out that Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow were not nostalgia. These were actually truly fantastic games and they still hold up today because I ended up like wasting another hundred hours into this game I had played like for thousands and thousands of hours back then. Still, like it was a new experience, I adored those games. So I was wrong, but I thought it was nostalgia. I thought the mechanics, which nah, the game are broken back then. The games are broken. There's no way to know what the move does. There's no way to do to know a lot of the things and whatnot so yeah i really 
was surprised and then you were like telling me that you were going to play them and I didn't believe you and you eventually did and what happened? Yeah, what happened? I thought it was the worst. <laughs> no, but I mean, this is the thing. Like, I don't actively lie to you. I don't try to, anyway. Um, and and that was one of those games where I honestly think I'm a nostalgic gamer. I do. I think between 1985, I want to say. And I'll be like, right back. Yeah, Just yeah, keep. go ahead. And... Um, from 1985 to about like 1996, I I just love 2D gaming. I, I don't know what it is. It's weird. It's why like Stephen keeps talking about the Messenger. I have no doubt I'm going to love the Messenger. I have no doubt about that. And now that I'm I'm done with school, you know what? I'm gonna actually mess around with that. I'm gonna play around and try different things because I think it's it's gonna be an amazing game. And it's so funny because, like, the original, original Pokemon, like Pokemon Yellow, yeah, okay, it's not the original, but it's, there's just something about it. There's something about that game that is special. And I went through it, and I just was like, wow, this is, this is absolutely amazing. Like, I loved it. And after that, I mean, I went through... Well, it's not even I went through. I went on eBay and I caught a mistake that someone made. And this was just meant to be. I'm sorry, but that's that's the way I look at it. It was meant to be. Someone had the backlit Game Boy Advance SP with a bunch of Pokemon games in original boxes and everything. And I ended up getting that for, like, nothing. Like, no joke. All the Game Boy Advance games, all the, like, you name it, man. And I, I ended up getting it for, like, virtually nothing. And then I re-soldered batteries onto all the games that had batteries. And and I actually went through all the way up till Emerald, played Pokemon Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Pokemon um, Let's Go Pikachu. And I'm I'm like... I'm really looking forward to the new Pokemon game. Like I'm, I'm in, man. I am in. I might not be like hardcore like Steven, but like I actually went through and I completed the Pokedex. I bought the game like multiple times on my other DS even so that I could trade with myself the different Pokemon to complete the Pokedex. That's how into I got like with, with Pokemon Yellow. And just an amazing, uh, no joke, guys, like just an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. And it's why, like, now I sit back and, like, I just finished Dragon Quest VI, like I said, and that means I've went through, in the last year and a half, or maybe, well, let's say two years, I've gone through Dragon Quest four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad at all. And I think one of the reasons why I love that series so much is because of the nostalgia. And it goes back with the Pokemon Yellow. It's like, I think by giving it a chance, by really truly giving it a chance, I just fell in love with it because, like, quality gameplay will always trump everything else. It always will. And that was Nintendo's argument with the Wii. The problem that I had with the Wii was that I didn't find the gameplay trumped everything else. And that was the problem. So it was like, I'm not enjoying the gameplay and I'm not enjoying the graphics, so what the hell am I enjoying with this? But in its purest sense, that was the thing that I loved about Pokemon Yellow was I just, I loved everything about it. I loved the design. I loved the sprites. I loved the the gameplay and just an amazing, just an amazing experience. And I'm assuming you're back, Stephen? Yep. Yeah, so there you go. 
All right, awesome. I'll have to listen to that. I was very curious about that. And I think it's... Uh, I think I, it's time to call yeah, it a day. it's time to call it a day. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we hope you enjoyed Stephen's Gaming History Part 2. And uh, we'll catch you in two weeks with another podcast. So everyone, take care.